What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking our top five must-own wide receivers for the 2021 fantasy football season. These are the guys that right now are being drafted outside of the first round, but they have tremendous upside, and they can finish as legitimate wide receiver ones and therefore be league winners. So make sure to tune in, and if you enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe. Let us hear in the comment section. Do you agree, disagree? Who else would you put on this list? Along with any other questions you guys might have, we will make sure to answer them all. And lastly, make sure to check us out online at alldaypigskin.com. And while you're there, get yourself a copy of the 2021 ADP Fantasy Football Draft Guide. Everything you could want at a great value. Details in the description. But with that being said, let's get into this. We've got our list pulled up here. And before, you know, kicking it off, I just do want to mention, as always, this is based on PPR scoring. So make a note of that. But with all this in mind, we kick things off with Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons, who was one of my favorite wide receivers last season. I was beating the drum telling you guys, this guy's going to be a league winner. He's ready to break out. It's exactly what happened. And you know, funny enough, I'm doing it again this season, but obviously uh, it's with the expectation already being set. However, Calvin Ridley is still being drafted as a middle of the second round type of wide receiver, which I honestly have zero explanation for. Like, it seems as if after the Julio Jones trade to Tennessee, Calvin Ridley's stock didn't really get affected to which I would say that's absolutely bonkers because now Calvin Ridley, without a doubt, will be the alpha on this team and he's going to get crazy, crazy, crazy type of volume. Now, I will concede maybe he won't have as many receptions as a Devontae Adams or a Stephon Diggs or DeAndre Hopkins, but in half point PPR scoring, you could argue if you really like Tyree Kills, the number one wide receiver there, Calvin Ridley should be right there alongside Tyreek Hill. Now, I said he won't have as many receptions as Adams or Hopkins or Diggs, but at the end of the day, I don't think it'll be all that behind those three guys who will likely lead the league in that category. Because the fact of the matter is, the Atlanta Falcons pretty much consistently on a year-to-year basis are at least top five in the NFL in terms of pass attempts, which means two things, crazy amount of opportunities and volume for their wide receivers and for their quarterback. And when we're talking to wide receivers, Calvin Ridley is the guy. He had become the guy last season, even when Julio Jones was healthy. And when Julio Jones wasn't healthy, Calvin Ridley was sensational as well. Now you might say, okay, well, Kyle Pitts is in town. He's going to take that Julio Jones role. That's okay. First and foremost, that's absolutely insane. Kyle Pitts, he's going to be used as a tight end for all we know at this point in time. And historically speaking, as great as Kyle Pitts can be, rookie tight ends just don't go out there and put together 1,000 plus yard seasons. That just doesn't happen. I'm not saying Kyle Pitts won't be successful, but I'm not expecting a Julio Jones type of impact from him starting in year one. So that means Matt Ryan's favorite target is going to be Calvin Ridley, no questions asked. They are a pass-heavy team. They always have been. They always will be, at least for the short term right now while Matt Ryan is still there. Yes, they have a new head coach who's kind of, you know, from Tennessee who had a run-first mentality. But right now, the Falcons just aren't built to be a run-first team. They have Mike Davis. He's not going to be able to carry 
the load like a Derrick Henry, in my opinion. So it's going to be pass heavy yet again. The Atlanta Falcons defense also isn't necessarily going to take a huge turnaround just in one offseason. Yes, they might, but you know, they've always kind of struggled in that category. That's one of been one of their biggest Achilles heels, which is why they're such a pass heavy team on the other side. They play in the NFC South, which again is a very high scoring division. So six times uh, out of the year, they're going to play, you know, teams like the Saints, the Bucks, the Panthers, high scoring affair is the point there. Calvin Ridley is the guy. The fact that you can get him in the middle of the second round is absolute highway robbery. And he's a guy that, again, if it's half point PPR scoring, I have zero problem taking him right after Tyreek Hill or even, honestly, this is how bullish I am, picking him to be the number one wide receiver in that category. But moving on, we have got Keenan Allen next of the LA Chargers. And honestly, I feel like Keenan Allen is disrespected year after year after year. Just you know, the guy is right now probably best case scenario and end of the second round selection, but usually available in the third round, depending on your league sizes. For PPR purposes, Keenan Allen is an absolute cheat code. I mean, on the LA Chargers offense, you've got Keenan Allen and then Austin Eckler, and then nobody else really is all that reliable. We saw it last season, Justin Herbert is a guy that's going to sling the football. He's not afraid of that. And Keenan Allen is his favorite target. Now, we mentioned Austin Eckler when talking our top five running backs that you must own for the 2021 season. Keenan Allen is right there alongside uh, Eckler, but just at the wide receiver position. The offensive line uh, help that the Chargers got this season won't only help their running backs. It'll help Justin Herbert, who therefore will have more time to find one of the best route runners in the NFL in Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was continuously getting close to 10 receptions every single game last season. It was crazy in terms of what he was averaging. And even when Austin Eckler returned, Keenan Allen was still playing at a very, very high level. Don't get me started on Mike Williams. Everybody's waiting for a Mike Williams breakout. It hasn't happened in like 20 years uh, I don't think it's going to happen now. Keenan Allen is the unquestioned wide receiver number one on this team. Uh, and I think he's going to get a crazy amount of volume. I'm perfectly fine with him as my wide receiver one, again, in PPR formats, because his floor is so damn high. And the fact that you can get him in the third round, the guy's just so disrespected. Yes, he had a period of time where you know he was quote unquote injury prone, but we can't predict that. I, we predict a full season for these guys year in and year out. Uh, injuries are just part of the game, and he's kind of you know made that storyline fade these last couple of seasons, and yet he's still someone that is disrespected year after year. I do expect his ADP to rise a little bit uh, as we go closer to August to September, but still he's in the category of being undervalued. I absolutely love Keenan Allen as a PPR wide receiver. Next, moving on, we've got C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. And with C.D. Lamb, I'm a big C.D. Lamb fan because right now, you know, things are shaping up for him to potentially transition as the wide receiver one for the Dallas Cowboys. You've kind of got, you know, Amari Cooper a bit banged up. Michael Gallup as that number three wide receiver. The Dallas Cowboys spent 
a very early round draft pick on CeeDee Lamb last season, who was, you know, by a lot of analysts regarded as the best overall wide receiver in that entire draft class. And Lamb still had a lot of success last season as a rookie, even without Dak Prescott. And when Dak Prescott was there, Lamb was putting up pretty good numbers. And now with Dak Prescott, you know, hopefully back for the entirety of the season, I love the possibility for C.D. Lamb. You know, in a lot of different uh, platforms, he's kind of, I feel like he has a wide range of ADPs. Right now, I do think his ADP has kind of gone up a little bit with the news of the Amari Cooper uh, pup list. But I don't think Amari Cooper starts the season on the pup list, obviously. So I do think C.D. Lamb's value might take a little bit of a tumble, not by all that much. You'll probably see him and Amari Cooper being drafted pretty close together. But C.D. Lamb in the end of the third round, you know, even middle of the fourth round, I would say that's pretty, pretty realistic. And when you think about it, you're getting a wide receiver with a quarterback that is targeting him very heavily in Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott, who last season, I mean, yes, I don't think that it would have actually happened, but the guy was on pace for over 6,000 yards passing. That is absolutely insane. Now, again, I don't think it would have happened. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen this season just because that's such a high number. But maybe with that extra game, you know, we'll see. The thing is, the Dallas Cowboys defense, it's been similar with the Atlanta Falcons defense. It's been such an Achilles heel that the offense has to carry the load. And Dak Prescott, having taken that next step, you know, that kind of started a year and a half ago, he can air out the football and he will. And CeeDee Lamb right now is that second year potentially breakout wide receiver. I really like that value for him. Some people might be scared away from, you know, this trio of CeeDee Lamb, of Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, which I absolutely understand. There's a lot of mouths to feed, but I think CeeDee Lamb will be the most consistent wide receiver on this offense out of all those guys. With Amari Cooper, we've seen it before. The guy just goes on hot and cold streaks, not all that consistent. I think CeeDee Lamb can kind of take that next step and emerge as the wide receiver one on this team to lead the passing attack and therefore, you know, potentially being a top 12 wide receiver, no questions about it. Um, Now, moving on to our number four guy, we have got Julio Jones. And with Julio Jones, again, yes, he is not, you know, 23, 24 years old anymore. And the Atlanta Falcons just traded him away. But the guy is being drafted as a fourth round wide receiver at this point in time, which to me is absolutely insane. That's crazy good value. The Tennessee Titans, they've got A.J. Brown on one side of the field. Now you put Julio Jones on the other side, defenses aren't going to be able to stop both of them. As long as Julio Jones is healthy, I think he can put together pretty similar numbers to what he was doing in Atlanta. Obviously, not with the same type of upside because the Tennessee Titans are a run-first team, and I don't think that mentality will change. You know, as great as Ryan Tannehill has been for them, I think it just works better for the team as a whole. Dominant offensive line, Derrick Henry just runs it down the throat of opposing teams, and then Ryan Tannehill turns it on and he can just carry the team when needed. But uh, with Julio Jones there now, I also wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, that balance maybe kind of go in favor of the passing attack a little bit more so. 
And something worth mentioning, look, Julio Jones, yes, he was injured last year, but when he was healthy, I continue to say this, he was averaging 10 receptions for 100 plus yards per game. Do you guys realize how insane that is? Those are bona fide top tier wide receiver number one like numbers. The guy, if he had gone on that pace, he would have been a top five wide receiver, no questions about it. He was balling out for the Atlanta Falcons. And again, the Tennessee Titans defensively, they have some issues there. So I think Julio Jones in a, is in a good position. Again, he's not in quote unquote his prime anymore, but as long as he's healthy playing opposite AJ Brown, I think right now, this was one of the better landing spots for Julio Jones when you think about it. You know, he could have gone to a team with a much worse quarterback. He could have gone to a team with uh, a much heavier run first mentality or a team where he wouldn't have been as high up on the depth chart, something like that. So for that reason, I actually think that him going to the Tennessee Titans doesn't really hurt his ADP all that much. I had him as a borderline, again, top 10 wide receiver before the trade, and I really am not budging from that right now. So getting Julio Jones in the fourth round, the guy hasn't all of a sudden forgotten how to play football. That is an absolute steal, and I'd be fine with him as, again, a mid-level wide receiver one for the entire season. But with that being said, let's get to our final wide receiver that I want to touch on here. That is Cooper Cup of the LA Rams coming in all the way down to number 22 based on these ADPs. But again, you're probably going to see him go in the fourth round. In PPR formats, I love Cooper Cup. And I've said this before, Robert Woods, wherever you see Robert Woods, you see him him here, five spots ahead of Cooper Cup. That makes zero damn sense to me because Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, other than the touchdowns, put almost identical stats up in terms of receptions, in terms of yardage. There might be like, you know, plus minus 10 receptions, which I think would be the max and plus minus like 100, 150 yards, something like that. And again, I think that might be the max when it's all said and done. But both guys are going to have very high floors because of the expected volume. I think Cooper Cup is even more so that guy. But we'll see. Matthew Stafford, new quarterback in town. Definitely an upgrade over Jared Goff, which is something that I'm excited about. And I think he's going to deliver a lot of upside to both of these wide receivers. Also worth mentioning, look, the Cam Akers injury. Cam Akers was a guy that could have led this team uh, in the rushing department, just put the team on his back. Now, with him gone for the season, it's Daryl Henderson. And I do think there is going to potentially be a bigger emphasis on the passing attack, more so than we previously thought with Cam Akers healthy. So to some extent, that helps out Cooper Cup and Robert Woods both. Uh, If you're drafting Robert Woods in the third round, that's exactly where Cooper Cup should go. I love him as a low-end wide receiver one. I think he's going to be very consistent in PPR formats, and he has that huge upside as well. We've seen him explode before. Uh, and even though, you know, he's not going to put up 30 plus points every single week, again, for the most part, he has a relatively safe floor. So I really, really like Cooper Cup. The Rams also have a great defense, which means, you know, theoretically more opportunities for their offense, more scoring opportunities, more volume for Cooper Cup. You get the picture. Again, getting Cooper Cup in the fourth round, I'd be all right having him as a low-end wide receiver one. Uh, You plug him in as your wide receiver two on your team. That is absolutely sensational. 
So with that in mind, Cooper Cup really rounds out what I think is a stellar top five uh, list of wide receivers that absolutely have to be owned for the 2021 fantasy football season. But hey, let me hear it in the comment section. Do you agree, disagree, along with any other questions you guys might have? We will make sure to answer them all. And as always, if you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe. And lastly, check us out online at alldaypigskin.com. And while you're there, get yourself a copy of the 2021 ADP Fantasy Football Draft Guide. But with that being said, we'll see you guys in future videos.